Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! The playoffs are here. The Bulls are not in it, but we're still here. We're going to talk about the playoffs today as I took the studio on the road here. I'm getting used to the, you know, the parameters here. I'm not trying to hit anything in my hotel room in beautiful city of Chicago. Welcome everybody to Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ, these playoffs have delivered, man. It's been some good stuff. We've also got some Bulls talking about talking to get to today we got a jam-packed show ahead yeah it's gonna be fun uh definitely the playoffs have been amazing uh it's fun to, to watch and be a fan of it finally it's also nice to not have to worry about the bulls being up and down we can just watch mm. other teams right <laughs> down and man there has been storyline after storyline we also got some breaking news as we started recording today gonna dive into every facet of it but first a message from our sponsor betterline.ag Bet online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet online is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. This is dropping before the NFL draft as well. There's some fun props there. If you want to bet on who the Bears are going to pick, God bless you. If you want to do that, I think Jalen Carter is still the betting favorite over at Bet Online. We'll double check that before the end of the show. But nonetheless, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget to buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen. I need the last dance available exclusively. At shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there at the store. The guys do a great job promoting the rapidly growing list of shows on the network. And I say rapidly growing. With the official shirt of our program, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. So, as much as I want to lead with talking about talking about the Bulls, because, you know, why not? I want to talk about the playoffs because the Bulls aren't in it, which means they're fun. And Warriors Kings, this is the series of the playoffs, I think. I think just watching these two go back and forth, you've got the stuff with Draymond Green as well. The Kings are kind of, I think they're one of the surprise stories of the year, even though we knew they had talent. Just, I think this one is by far the most exciting series we've seen. Oh, yeah, so far, I definitely think so, just because of the up and down pace of, you know, both teams. And obviously in the past, the Warriors has been an up and down uh, three-point shooting team. Um, You've seen uh, Darren Fox uh, become a superstar right before our eyes. And, uh, Mike Brown hasn't played at a high level and in a championship level, but I still think the the Warriors will win in the end. The the veteran IQ and leadership will will get them over the hump. I think. There's the prediction, and I mean the Warriors. <laughs> that was a Sunday night. The experience caught up to him. Steph yeah. pulled to Chris Webber. He called a timeout he didn't have. I thought that was going to be the end of him. I wasn't sure yeah. how that was going to go, and you know they survived. But that you got lucky. You get you're going up against an inexperienced team. 
you're going to yeah. be able to catch a couple breaks, but I didn't think they were going to survive that one. Yeah, me neither. I thought once he did that and they made the two free throws and then Darren Fox came down and hit a three and they got to stop on the other end. Um, I thought they were destined to win it. You know, Harrison Barnes being a former Warrior player would knock down the three, but he didn't really make any shots all game. So uh, it's, that's definitely, you know, uh, one that he probably will want back, you know, and try to get back, get back again next game. See, that felt like something out of a movie when that happened. And give credit to the Warriors. They defended De'Aaron Fox perfectly on that yeah. play. Because, yeah. I mean, and I, I want to say Doris Burke was on the call. She kind of predicted what was going to happen. Yeah. And it was exactly what she said. And they they brought the double. Now, I part of me thought he could have dribbled through that and maybe drawn the foul because neither team had a foul to give. Yeah. But again, you risk not getting a shot off. And either way, you're going to lose. I didn't mind the kickout, but that would have been storybook having Harrison Barnes nail down the game winner. Obviously, yeah. it didn't fall, and that series is – that one's tied up, isn't it? Two to two? Tied up, two to two, yep, yep, yeah. two to two. And one of the big pieces of that, and I teased some breaking news, we got, I kid you not, 10 minutes before we started recording, De'Aaron Fox fractured his finger. I'm going to get the – let's get the tweet from Shams here. My guy Shams had it first. Uh, Shams tweeted earlier, De'Aaron Fox has suffered a fractured index finger in his left shooting hand. He's expected to be listed as doubtful, so I guess – literally an instant reaction to that because yeah. that is significant for this Kings team. Yeah, that's big. They can't play without him, but I think, you know, I think he'll fight through it. Um, I don't know how much pain he's going through. But I couldn't tell, you know, by that last game that he was in any pain or there's anything wrong with his shooting finger. So uh, he's definitely still playing at a high level uh, regardless of it. Uh, and hopefully he plays because it makes the series even, even that much more entertaining. They think it happened uh, halfway or I guess halfway through the fourth quarter. And I mean, he still had, 38 points right. <laughs> like he still played at a high level but that's according to shams at the athletic uh, loyola's finest by the way as i say from the campus of loyola just gonna throw that out there <laughs> but i mean losing if De'Aaron fox let's say he can't go for some reason and obviously this this is recorded before anything happens like that is significant even if he's playing essentially with a bad finger like who who's gonna yeah. step up for him right yeah, exactly uh hopefully you know harrison barnes will step up for him uh i think malik monk will come in and Give some uh, a big boost off the bench, but um, it would it would suck if he couldn't play. Or if he, there's an excuse, you know, to why they can't you know beat this Warriors team or be competitive with him uh, because of an injury. That it just sucks. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this is something I'm watching. The other thing we're obviously watching is Draymond Green. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> enough enough said. Right, Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. He was suspended because he stepped on Demontis Sabonis. He said, and now he did have his leg wrapped up, but he he stepped on Sabonis, got suspended. The league's rationale was about the the history there. The you know Draymond yeah. was obviously suspended wait well, a while back, three one lead. The rest is history. Like the Warriors came out and won that game, which I thought showed their resiliency. And we talked about that experience that they show. But yeah. the rest of the way, just watching Draymond and even with the fiery and everything that lights a spark under the Warriors. Do you think even more so now in the wake of the suspension? I think so now because, you know, if, probably, if you're probably on the Warriors camp or the Warriors organization, you probably think guys or the league is picking on Draymond. Um, when, uh, you know, actually, you know, I don't think they are. Um, I, I don't think he should have got suspended, but I definitely, you know, maybe get thrown out or rejected out of the game. But I thought regardless of how he stepped on Sabonis, he was going to eventually step on him because of the way he was holding his leg. But um, like I said, I think Draymond added a little um, to it, you know, the – uh, the the big step on it, <laughs> which is pretty funny, but you know it's definitely you know warranted because it's his history, and I I'm, I'm sure he has to know that, and he has to know that he's more valuable to this team, you know, uh, rather on the court than sitting at home. And I think the fact too that Golden State actually looked good on defense without him, like I wasn't sure yeah. how that was going to go because he he's the 
stir, the straw that stirs the drink on that defense. Yeah. He he leads it. The fact that they For came sure. out and played as good defense as they did, like that shows you what the Warriors can be. Now you've just got to sustain it. And if that's what if that's what has to light the fire under you, use it. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest Achilles heels for the Warriors, uh, just like any team, is the turnovers. They're just so careless with the ball, and uh, but they're so powerful on uh, on offense that they can try to make it up. But I think that's the thing they got to get shored up is their turnovers. We know that well from watching the Bulls <laughs> all year. We know we know right. about turning it over and you know not controlling the basketball. But I don't want to think about that right now. Like, I mean, this series is by far the most entertaining to me. But the other one that's getting entertaining is Lakers Grizzlies because we kind of have a yeah. you're, you're going to sense a theme here. Dylan Brooks called LeBron old and, and among other things, you know, and then he had the, the flagrant, he got ejected cause he, he hit LeBron and I'll just say a um, sensitive area. <laughs> it looked painful. <laughs> all I'm going to say, yeah, <laughs> literally hit him below the belt. Um, you know, if, if you're going to do that, if you're going to talk your talk, you've got to walk your walk. You had a bad game anyway. Yeah. Then that happened. You got ejected. And then he's saying the media is portraying him as a villain and everybody's portraying him as a villain. I disagree with that. What do you think of that? Uh, I disagree also. Um, well, obviously, you know, um, he's, you know, painted this picture of being a villain. So you guys, you gotta, you gotta ride it. You gotta ride it out and, and be the the good guy and the bad guy. That's what you want to be. But I love the trash talk, the competitive competitiveness in him, uh, trying to get the best out of LeBron. And uh, he's definitely bringing it out and not just LeBron, but the whole Lakers team. So I think that's where he kind of, Altered, uh, like I said, if you talk to trash, you got to be able to back it up every night. And he's uh, the type of player that really can do it on one end only. I, I feel like so it's going to be hard for him to talk trash and then have to guard one of the best players ever. <laughs> it, it is not. It's a cliche thing, but it's true. If, if you're going to talk the talk, you yeah. have to walk the walk and back it up. Yeah. And you cannot be down 35 to nine after the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that, that's a team. That's a team wide thing. I understand that. But <laughs> can't happen. When you're doing yeah. that, when you're talking to one of the best of all time. Yeah, yeah, it can't happen. Like I said, Dylan Brooks has to be out there, you know, giving a better effort and, and also, you know, putting the ball in the basket too because I think LeBron's guarding him on the other end and LeBron really doesn't respect him. So it's uh, LeBron's having an easy night on the defensive end and that's not good for the offense. Three for 13, by the way. <laughs> Dylan Brooks shot three for 13 in 19 minutes before his ejection. And, I mean, that just that's another thing too. That adds another layer to that series. Like, you know, Memphis all year. They, they've had guys, I mean, Brooks has been kind of leading the charge on this. They're like, oh, the, the villains, and I get you got to play with that chip on your shoulder. But to say yeah. the media is portraying you as a villain, I, I disagree with that as someone who who had that happen before. Like, oh, hey, you're saying this. Like, no, I really didn't. Right. Like, <laughs> don't, I, I get you have to have your motivation, but that that didn't seem like the phrasing was right. Like, I disagree with how he put that. Like, it seems yeah. like you reap what you sow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think they got the, the, that team, I think, has to find motivation in other ways. Uh, I think they've talked a lot in the media, which is painting them as a, maybe the villain, uh, but because they haven't won anything. So you got to win first before you can start talking trash, you know, and becoming, you know, a villain or whatever you want to be in this league. I think it's uh, the only people respect is winning in, in sports for sure. Hey, winning sells. Yeah, winning yeah. absolutely sells. And that's a way that you can get that type of freedom. Like, I mean, LeBron has earned the right to yeah. say basically whatever he wants because right. he's, he backs up on the court. He's got the rings. And I know we can get into the fact that, oh, well, he's lost in the finals. I, I'm not yeah. getting into the GOAT debate. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I just, you know, there's a lot more to talk about than right. that. That's been all over my timeline too. Like, we think LeBron or Michael, like, why do we do this every year? Like, right. 
I just want to watch basketball. I don't want to think about the fact that Michael Jordan is the undisputed goat, but we're not going to go there. But right. <laughs> you know, that's a bigger conversation. Like, and I mean, I'm biased, obviously, growing up a Bulls fan and and whatnot. So, yeah. but you know, these two series to me have been the most exciting and the most surprising. I think is the fact that the Heat are up two to one on Milwaukee at the time we record this. Like, I yeah. thought they were going to get boat raced. Obviously, Giannis's health plays a role in that, but yeah. still, the Heat looking good. Yeah, the Heat are definitely looking good. Uh, like you said, uh, Giannis is a big part of why they're up to one, but uh, there's no excuses. Uh, so you got to go out there and play. And I think that Heat team is has been desperate since the playing game, and they want to show why they uh, they they want to be competitive and still believe that they probably can win a championship. Well, and let's not forget too, Tyler Hero's out. They're doing this without Tyler Hero. Yeah, like, yeah. He got hurt yeah. in game one. That's huge. And I mean, they play again obviously Monday night after we record this as traps Tuesday morning. But still, the fact that. Jimmy Butler and the Heat. I mean, it's not, it, it sounds like a band, right? Jimmy yeah. and the Heat. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, here, here's here's a reference that a small group of our listenership is going to get. Bruno and the Heaters with Bruce Willis's band. Like, yeah, Bruno and the Heaters. You got Jimmy and the Heat. Like, it sounds like a '70s rock band. But yeah, yeah, you know, sure. they're they're playing they're playing really well. And yeah, with getting, it sounds like Giannis is going to be back. So that's a good yeah, yeah. no pun intended there because he's dealing with back injury. But mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like he's going to be back in the lineup and the rotation and. That that's going to be interesting how the dynamic shifts for Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're going to have their superstar back, and they're going to be energized and you know trying to tie this thing up going back to Milwaukee. Uh, but I think it just shows you the Heat's depth uh, of how how deep their team is and how they find you know diamonds in the rough and and Max Strauss and other players and just make the best out of them. You know, and we're going to talk about a couple of these guys that are playing in the playoffs as potential Bulls targets. I want to pivot to the Bulls. I mean, the other series like Celtics Hawks, eh. I don't right. that one doesn't entertain me at all. Yeah, the, the Timberwolves came back, but Anthony Edwards got the victory of the Nuggets. Congratulations. I think Denver's still gonna it's gonna be a gentleman's sweep. Yeah. Like <laughs> these series, these are I, we listed the ones that are the most exciting. The other one's like, okay, let's get to the next round. Like, but still, so far the playoffs have been entertaining. But we got some bull stuff we want to talk about too, because you know, Joe Cowley at the Sun Times, most one of the most dialed in beat writers on the Bulls beat. I mean, I feel like he's always got some kind of nugget in these stories. He wrote this week that the Bulls plan to match any offer Kobe White gets as restricted free agent. Now, we've talked about the big decision that's coming on that, but I don't know what his value is going to be, but I mean, I feel like they kind of have to do that, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I think they have to match anything. Yeah, I think so. Like you said, he's the, been saying all year he's the one lonely shooter besides Zach Levine who can actually make and take threes. Uh, so I, I would definitely figure them uh, matching his contract and he's still valuable, still young. I think he's a, a piece to a, a good playoff team that you can use uh, coming off the bench or even starting. So I like him uh, with the Bulls and, I, you know, hopefully he stays. You know, and we talked about this a little bit last week, too, and we're going to kind of revisit some stuff from our offseason conversation as we go on the coming weeks here, because it's just too much to cram into one show. But he took such big strides on both sides. He's become a better defender. He's become a better passer. He's become a better shooter. Like it seems like th- this was a prove it year because they declined his option, yeah. And he proved it, and now yeah. you you got the team in a position with a really bad salary cap spot that whatever his value is going to be is going to be his value. And I think yeah. if it comes down to it, we kind of hinted this last week. I would assume he's got a big decision too, but if it comes down to the two, I think you got to bring back Kobe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too, and uh, I'm sure he knew, you know, going to this play, going to this season that. They declined his option, so he knew he had to, uh, you know, put on a, a good effort this year. You know, not just for the Bulls, but for all the other, all the other teams. Uh, one of my coaches when I used to play always said, "CJ, never try and take a night off in the NBA because every game you're 
interviewing for another team. And I try to keep that, you know, that mindset. I'm sure he had that same mindset going into this year. And uh, like I said, uh, between the two and him and Io, I'm not sure which one you keep. But I'd like you said, I'll probably go with Kobe White because he's more of a factor. And uh, you want to try and find up another uh, point guard or a backup point guard to uh, maybe, you know, Pat, uh, Pat or Como with uh, Pat Beverly. Mm-hmm. And Pat Bev, I his price is going to be so high. I'm not sure they're going to be able to match that. Right. Like, I'm not sure they're going to be able to afford it. Might give I us hope, a discount. <laughs> hard to say. I mean, it depends on what other teams are offering. I don't know what the market's right. going to be. This is like my minor sports business, man. I did not. This is I can't get too far into the salary cap stuff. I rely on the experts for that, and I just kind of right. do what they say. Like I, I can't get into all this with terms of like projections and everything, but. Patrick Beverly's value is going to be sky high. I have Joe's story up here as well. And he kind of mentioned that like Patrick Beverly, as I dropped my pen, um, Patrick Beverly quote, made it known in the wake of the news conference, his free agent price tag is in the 13 to $15 million per year tax bracket. That's no, he's, he's not getting that's, that <laughs> I, I don't want to disagree, I'm, but <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat Bev, but that you're not getting that. <laughs> yeah. He's a great player on defense. He's going to add to the fire. You saw the impact right. he can have off the court, but 13 to 15 mil a year, if that's the case, happy trails, come back home whenever yeah. you can. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not that type of player anymore, I don't think. I think he's getting older. Uh, definitely you can still be valuable on defense and like a leader in the locker room and a vet player, but I don't know about that price tag. I mean, that, that price tag is more fitting, I feel like, for maybe like a Kobe White or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I could see that too. And the reason we're getting into free agency, Joe dropped this nugget. Uh, he wrote, and I quote, Bulls killer Max Drews, didn't think I'd ever see that, is a free agent, but the Bulls already botched it once with him. Kicking the tires on Seth Curry could be a more realistic option for some bench shooting. Sign and trade path would be more likely. So I want to start with Strews. His path is interesting. We talked about it when he single-handedly almost beat the Bulls in the play-in. Started, right. he's, for, he's a local kid. He's from, the, from Romeoville, played at Lewis, transferred to DePaul, got in with the Bulls in the, I think it was the D-League at the time, tore his ACL. The Bulls didn't bring him back. Now he's doing big things for the Heat. He's going to be a free agent. And we don't know how the relationships have been since that whole thing went down when the Bulls let him go. But just on the surface, nothing else matters. Could that be an option, do you think, realistically? I think so. I mean, I think every kid wants to play for their their home team, their birth team. Um, and I'm sure he might be a fan of the Bulls, but uh, I'm saying... Uh, but it, I think it would be good for them to come back and a good story, just like you said, to kind of, you know, something for his journey that he can always talk about. Um, but uh, definitely, you know, it's the Bulls missing out again, but hopefully they'll get a chance to maybe resign him. And I know Loyola fans will make their jokes about him playing for DePaul, and I'll let them do that. Hmm, but right. I, I think if you can get him for a good price, don't overpay. Yeah, like, def- for sure. This is not the offseason to overpay. I don't think yeah, you're yeah. not in, you're not in win now mode where anything goes like, right. I, and I, I mean, we can do a whole deep dive on that next week in terms of whether they should be in win now mode, but with the roster with on paper, you'd think they would be, but I digress. Like don't, <laughs> don't over, don't overpay for him. Like get him right. at a good price. Then you, you bring him and see how he does. You've, you're familiar with him is the big yeah. thing. There's a familiarity factor here. And the fact that he put up 31 against you and lit it up. And like I said, almost single-handedly beat you. I think, if he's an option, if you can't beat him, join him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy beats you in the playoffs or the playing game and uh, you're trying to, you know, be more competitive. Uh, and you definitely want to go out and sign the guy who just, you know, who lit you up, whatever. So I think that's always a, a good mindset for for teams or for former players. <laughs> yeah. And another one to watch here is Seth Curry. Like, I mean, playing for the Sixers, obviously. Sixers, right? 
Um, I keep losing track of where he's at now. Like he feels like he's been all over the place, and that's not a bad thing. He's in the Nets now. Is he in the Nets? I keep losing. I think yeah. I'm not sure. I'm losing track. Either way, he's (laughs) in the playoffs. Like you think we 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 we, I promise we do know what we're talking about on this show. We just you know. (laughs) No, I think he's on the Nets. I think it's hard to keep track anymore. Yeah, he's on the Nets now. He was on the Sixers. I lose track. You know, I don't. (laughs) I don't get out much. But anyway, you know. Either way, my point is. He's still a good, he's a reliable three-point shooter. Could be that three and D guy that we've been crying for for a while. Yeah. If you let's say you keep Kobe White and make him a starter, could Seth Curry be that guy off the bench? Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely think so. I love his three-point shooting uh, ability, but uh, also still young enough and be able to get down there and guard. Um, but uh he's definitely uh, someone they should still be looking at if they can't sign a Kobe White or Max Strauss or somebody like that. Now let me enunciate Seth. Curry for people listening that yeah, might not, not have been paying close attention. Not Steph, <laughs> Seth, the other one. Like I, and I say, I say the the other one just because people know Steph. Seth Curry's still a good player. I don't know if he's yeah. going to be necessarily your all star caliber. You know, it might be borderline, but he's still a guy. He's a great role player, and that's all they need. They need depth. They need shooting. They need three and D guys. And I think he could be a guy that he can get him a good price or like Cowley wrote a sign and trade. Yeah, I'd be all for it. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely you know, a vet presence who's been in the playoffs uh, for a couple of years and definitely have a deep experience. So I think he's definitely somebody you can you know sign and probably a good leader in the locker room and stuff like that for young guys. I'm just looking here. Yeah, he was on the Sixers. He was with the Harden trade. That's yeah. where I got confused. That James Harden. But how many times James Harden's moved? I can't keep track of all that. <laughs> Who's, who went where with that? Like, uh, it's so tough. So, to it's a lot. It's a lot of movement. This, this league, man, the association is it never it's nonstop. But right. there, there's guys you can't keep track of. There's guys like, wow, he's on that team. Like, yeah. and meanwhile, you know, Duncan Robinson is still a thing. No one's gonna get. He aren't getting rid of him, but Duncan Robinson's still around. <laughs> like, yeah, don't. That's what. That's what I went to mention. Like, don't overpay for like Duncan Robinson. And, right. And never, never seen him since. <laughs> exactly. He got this big contract, and he was never heard from again. Right. <laughs> like he's just been. He's just been gone. Like it's been. He got on the bench. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if they're just not playing him. I don't know. But right. they're playing yeah, yeah. well. They're playing yeah. well without him. But definitely be smart this offseason. Don't don't overpay. Don't think you have to overpay. Don't get desperate. You're not in desperation mode. Yeah. Like the big thing you have to consider is the salary cap. The Bulls traditionally, and I, I say traditionally, I, if it's ever happened, they don't go over the salary cap. That's Mr. Reinsdorf is not going to pay the luxury tax, all that. You're, you're not going to get into that. Like, I mean, right. maybe they will. You never know. They could surprise us. You know, Michael Reinsdorf has kind of taken over the Bulls operations in a way. But that's the thing to consider is be very careful of the salary cap because you don't have a lot of room. Oh, yeah, you definitely have to. You don't want to mess up your future and uh, just be you know stuck in lingo, paying a whole bunch of people or paying coaches and stuff like that. So you want to make smart moves in, in the salary cap, uh, in free agency, uh, draft time, things of that nature. So you're not you know stuck in, in trying to look back five or 10 years. Right. And you don't have any draft capital to mortgage. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be crazy. The draft lottery is coming up next month. I have no idea where this, where this is going to fall because this is the same odds. I want to make sure I get – I'm pretty sure the last time the Bulls had these odds for the number one pick, which is 1.8%, they landed some kid named Derek from Simeon High School. Yeah. And, you know, Memphis, but Simeon High School. Like, or Simeon Academy. Sorry. But there's a 1.8% chance of winning the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. If by some – crazy circumstance that happens (laughs) our whole off-season conversation changes right right? yeah yeah. there's a lot that has to be figured out over the next couple months 
and it starts and ends with the ladder. Because if you get a top four pick, okay, then maybe you can get like a Scoot Henderson or Brandon yeah. Miller. Like there are some guys in this draft if you can somehow do it, but I'm operating under the assumption that they're not going to have a draft pick. Yeah. Maybe that's wrong, but that's how I'm going about it. No, you're right. You know, you play the the numbers game, I feel like. And uh, like you said, there's a small chance to get that first pick, but you never know. Um, anything can happen. Um, so uh, definitely be interested to see how how it pans out and how it works out and if the Bulls really do get lucky and, and get that get that one percent. <laughs> like let me put it this way, and we've we talked this out in the on three newsroom too, because I made I made this reference a couple weeks ago. The Bulls had top four odds. They had the fourth best odds to get the number one pick the year Kobe White was drafted. That would have been what, 2018, 19. If they fell to seven, drafted him. Instead, they could have had, if they were higher in the draft, they could have had Darius Garland. Right. I wanted Darius Garland really bad that draft, but he didn't fall to seven. Wouldn't it be nice to have a Darius Garland on this team? Like, I feel like the whole dynamic yeah. would be different. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's all what ifs, but it just goes to show you can't trust the lottery odds. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. But yeah, a guy like him, we can play, make, and pass the ball and score. Uh, that would definitely uh, be a sight to see on a team like this. That's why you miss Lonzo Ball so much. And that's why a guy like Scoot Henderson jumps off the page. Like, yeah. he'd be a perfect fit at point guard if you can do that. And I'm going to do my favorite game. Let's hit Sim once. I only do it once. Didn't change. Pick number okay. 11. Like, <laughs> you know, it. I don't know how many spins it would take to get to number one, even. Like, I saw someone do it. It took him like 13 or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, with where they're at, you're. You're not going to move very high, but this is all obviously a simulation. I think it's a fun little toy, but don't use it to determine your plans. Like, right. <laughs> a lot of, it's, a, it's a lottery. Like it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to be glued to the playoffs though. And I'm sure you will be too. Cause these are getting fun. As yep, I yep. said, the these series are getting interesting. The let's see the, who's the favorite to win the championship right now. As we record this Monday afternoon, the Celtics are favored at plus two fifty. The bucks are right behind at plus three fifty over at bat online. The Suns are right there at plus 450. So you can get in all that action. BLEAV is the promo code. That's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls. You're on the Believe Network. Presented, as always, by our friends at betonline.ag. CJ, this was a ton of fun today, talking about yes. non-Bull stuff, talking about some playoffs. Like this, We're going to have more of this as the playoffs go on. We're going to talk playoffs. We're going to get into talking about talking with the Bulls. We'll, um, we'll try to have some Bulls nugget per week, but honestly, if there's nothing to talk about, we're just going to – talk about whether Draymond Green's going to be suspended <laughs> or whether Dylan Brooks is a bad guy or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's definitely fun talking about the playoffs and uh, sprinkle some bulls in there. So definitely fun and can't wait for next week. We're going to have the best of both worlds. And uh, as CJ just said, we're once a week now that's the off season. We're not going to overload twice a week talking about talking once a week, hmm. talking general NBA. We're going to talk some bulls. We're going to do really whatever we want. Like, cause it's right. fun. So <laughs> we will, See you back here next week for more playoff discussion. And I'll be back in my normal studio instead of the hotel room looking out over where I went to college. Uh, <laughs> until then, see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.